We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome in to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Game week coming to a conclusion as we get set for the 2.30 kick between Oklahoma and UTEP as the 2017 season, the first year under Lincoln Riley, is about to begin. I'm your host, Chris Plank, your over-enthusiastic host, Chris Plank. I'm trying to pace myself through the show today. We have a lot to get to. We have a lot of pieces that are already set, if you will, and in basketball term, we have a few set pieces for the show today. You're going to hear from Baker Mayfield, Oba Okoronkwo, and Mark Andrews on the program. Plus, I sat down to give us some perspective on the UTEP Miners with the crew over at MinerRush.com. But first, it was interesting because as we taped the podcast earlier this week with Toby Rowland, we still did not have a depth chart. And that continued up until late yesterday. We taped this on a Thursday afternoon, obviously getting set for the Friday release. Teddy Lehman and I got to sit down and take you through position by position what the Oklahoma Sooner depth chart looked like. And Teddy gave his perspective. So here you go. It was something we've never done before. The official release of the Oklahoma Sooner depth chart with perspective on every position from former Bidnerick and Butkus Award winner and the sideline analyst on the Sooner Radio Network, Teddy Lehman. And we started by just the excitement of finally being done with camp and getting ready to play an opponent. It is. It's fun as a player, man. You've been putting in a lot of work. You're almost nine months in now since you didn't play a game. And it's been a lot of workouts, a lot of grinding out on the field. It's fun to actually start preparing for another opponent. 
So we're going to go position by position and kind of give you the depth chart. All this information will be on Soonersports.com in moments. But here we go. Let's start with what was probably one of the most automatic things, and that was the guy at the top of the depth chart at quarterback, Baker Mayfield returns, Heisman Trophy finalist from last year. But the number two might have been a bit of a surprise for some people. Lincoln Riley, Kyler Murray will be number two. The goal is to potentially try and redshirt Austin Kindle. And there in the third slot is the walk-on uh, Tanner Schaefer. So uh, Kyler Murray there in that second slot, I guess, is really the, the I don't want to say surprise because it was talked about at the Monday press conference. But that's, a, that's an interesting thing for Sooner fans, I think. It's pretty good, you know, to have Baker at number one, Kyler Murray at number two. That's, that's a really athletic, you know, duo at quarterback. Baker Mayfield coming back for you know, his senior year going to be a big campaign for him. And, you know, I expect big things from him. You know, he's got a chance with another season like the previous two. If he puts one together like that, go down as an all-time great at Oklahoma. Everybody waiting for running back. So, obviously, there's a lot of intrigue. Uh, but we'll have three guys listed as or here. You've got Abdul Adams or Rodney Anderson or Marcellius Sutton, the junior college transfer who was near 1,000 yards rushing last year. I think the key thing here, Ted, is we're going to see a lot of running backs get an opportunity, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. You know, and whenever you look at this group with Abdul Adams, Rodney Anderson, and uh, Marcellius Sutton, each guy kind of gives you something a little bit different. You know, Rodney Anderson is, he's physical. He's a downhill guy. He runs really aggressive. You get to Abdul Adams, who's a little bit more versatile, can do a little bit of everything. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got some shake in the open field. And then Marcellus Sutton is a guy that's not quite a scat back. You wouldn't consider him that, but he's got breakaway speed. He's really shifty, but still has some good strength. This is a really nice little trio. And again, the ore there, so still some, uh, some position battles going on, or I should say individual battles going on at running back. To fullback, man, uh, a forgotten guy a lot of times whenever we preview this team is Dimitri Flowers, the starter at fullback yet again. And then uh, right there behind him is the junior former tight end from Union High School, Carson Meyer, uh, a position that the Sooners have a lot of guys on the roster listed as fullback, but Dimitri Flowers, you love to have that kind of leadership. Yeah, you wonder with Dimitri Flowers, you know, a lot a lot of times last year we were in two back sets with Mixon and Pirine both out there on the field at the same time. You wonder with those guys gone if that gives Dimitri Flowers as fullback a little bit more opportunity to get some more play out there as a blocker. All right, to the X receiver position, one of the outside receiver spots, and here's a new name. C.D. Lamb. So Darian Lamb is listed as the starter. He'll wear number nine as a true freshman. Ted, what a spot for the true freshman. He's been the talk and the hit of camp so far. From what I've seen, the kid has everything. He's athletic. He's fast. Uh, he's really smooth off the line of scrimmage. He's good after the catch. I mean, he's got it all. He's, he can be a deep ball threat and be a go-to guy on third down. For a young guy, true freshman, runs really crisp routes. So, I expect good things from CeeDee Lamb. Jordan Smallwood, the redshirt senior, is listed as his backup at that X position. Big physical receiver, good blocking receiver, and then A.D. Miller, third on this depth chart. But again, a lot of receivers are going to get uh, an opportunity, including that H receiver spot, one of those inside receivers. And this is another one of those oars, include, uh, one of two on the, uh, on the depth chart, from running back to the H receiver, Michael Jones. Listed as the starter. Boy, Kale Gunny, we would talk to him quite a bit about Michael Jones last year, and he, he really liked him, an opportunity here for Michael Jones to potentially make an impact. Yeah, he's got that smaller frame that we see a lot of times for, for guys that play that inside position in these air raid offenses. Uh, he's athletic, he's got great hands, good after the catch. 
runs good routes, has a good understanding of defenses and, and how to find the soft spot in the zone. So I think he's going to have a good season. The or at this position is a name that maybe a lot of Sooner fans haven't really heard a lot about, and that's Miles Tease, a former walk-on who spent some time at UCO. He's a Booker T. Washington product, so he's near and dear to my heart. Uh, you got to love a guy. You got to love a guy that comes in as a walk-on and getting this kind of opportunity listed as an or at that H position. Absolutely, and if there's ever a year for a guy maybe uh, to go and make a name for himself, I think it's this year, I, I, especially at the wide receiver position. Absolutely. I don't know that there's an absolute guy right now that's a go-to target. If you talk to Baker, he may tell you something different, but there's a big group of guys looking to make a name for themselves. We'll get to the Y and Z receivers in just a bit, but let's talk about Bill Beatonbow's crew. The offensive line, it'll look like this at left tackle, no surprise. Preseason All-American Orlando Brown did not allow a sack last year. He'll be backed up by Quinn Mittermeier at that left tackle position. Boy, just in, in Orlando Brown, that development that we've seen, Ted, and really becoming a leader on this squad, I mean, he's he's really something else. He is. I mean, he's got everything. He's got the size. He's got the footwork. He's got the experience now. I mean, one of the, the toughest things as a tackle is you got to get experience. You got to see all the Absolutely. range of moves. You got to see the league that you're blocking against. Get a little bit of a book on all the guys that you play against. And he has all that. I expect a huge year from Orlando. No real surprise on the rest of the offensive line. Uh, ben Powers getting the call at left guard with his backup is Cody Ford. Eric Wren, after emerging as the starting center last year, holds on to that position. Jonathan Alvarez, who was on the Remington watch list last year, will be his backup at right guard. Drew Samia and Cody Ford. So Cody backing up both guard positions. And then Quinn Mittermeyer will back up both tackle positions with Bobby Evans Jr. back. What an impact he made last year. All right, let's get to the Y position, the other inside receiver. Mark Andrews is back, Ted. We had a chance to talk to him at the Monday press conference. Uh, he looks great. Yeah, he's a go-to guy, six foot five, 250 pounds. And we think of him as a possession type of guy that you can go to over the middle. But man, he's a home run threat. There's no doubt. We've seen Mark Andrews take it the distance. I think people underestimate his speed because of his size. Reminds me a lot of a guy like Steven Alexander whenever he was at Oklahoma. Really fast, really athletic. And Calcaterra behind him, uh, to me, was kind of the surprise whenever we watched him in the spring game and through spring practice and then into fall camp. I mean, he's got it all too. He's he's a little bit more in the in the wide receiver type of build than Andrews is. He, he'll put on some weight here at Oklahoma, but man, a couple of really good uh, options there at the Y and Andrews and Calcaterra. Grant Calcaterra and Lee Morris also that wide position. To the Z, Jeffrey Meade. Boy, what a, what a game he had last year against Iowa State. Stepped up big late against Oklahoma State as well too. Great opportunity for Jeffrey Meade. He gets the call at the Z position and great size too, 6'5", uh, 6'5", 195 for Jeffrey Mead. Yeah, and you know, it's been a long time and I'm trying to remember when we've had that type of size at the wide receiver position for a guy that could possibly be the go-to go-to player in, in an offense. Mead's got a huge opportunity this year. One of the things that, you know, we've heard the coaching staff say and you kind of see it out there on the field is Jeff needs to be a little bit more aggressive going after the football. And I think they've seen that in fall camp this year. So looking for a big year from him. And Bidette. Yeah. Talk he, about Jeff Bidette, the transfer from yeah, Kentucky. He's got everything. I mean, he's a guy that can do absolutely everything. He's fast. He's a deep ball threat. He's a possession guy over the middle of the field. He's got really sure hands. He's good after the catch. So between me and Bidette and Brown there, I mean, at Z, it's a really competitive group. All right. Let's, uh, you ready to talk about your bread and butter defense. Before Absolutely. we do that, let's take a quick look at the offense overall, the entire depth chart. 
you got Baker Mayfield, obviously, we talk about a quarterback, no surprise, with Kyler Murray. In the three-headed monster right now at the running back position, you're getting a complete look there. C.D. Lamb. Uh, but as we said, you know, maybe the really only surprise would be adjusting to a name that you haven't talked about or seen much, and that's Miles Tease right there at that H receiver. Kind of what many felt was going to be the offensive line. And then the Y and the Z. All right, you ready for the defense? Let's, Let's do, do this. Mike Stoops' crew will be led at one end by redshirt senior DJ Ward. Yeah, this is a guy that's just been waiting for his opportunity with Kenneth Mann waiting in the wings. Yeah, DJ Ward, he's been solid his entire tenure here at Oklahoma. He's a guy that you can trust. He's a guy that, you know, always has his, his position locked down, his responsibility locked down. I'd like to see him be a little bit more explosive as a pass rusher. He's good against the run. He's a good anchor there. He's got the size at 6'2", 260 to be physical against the run. We just need to see him in some more downs, get after the quarterback, you know, turn it loose a little bit there on the corner. I know you liked what you saw from the starter at one of the uh, inside spots, defensive tackle. Neville Gallimore, he'll be backed up by the freshman Tyree Slot. But, boy, Big Nev stepped up in a big way last year. He did, and this year he's got an opportunity to me to make, make even more uh, plays, more stuff behind the line of scrimmage. We're going to be in some four-man front stuff from time to time, a little bit more than we have been in the past. That's going to get him on the edge of a guard as a three technique to where he can fly up the field and penetrate and get some more one-on-ones in a pass rush situation. At the other uh, inside spot, you've got Matt Romar, the redshirt senior who is, uh, boy, just a great all-around guy. Mm -hmm. Want to see him be able to get more opportunities. Uh, pretty good depth behind him. This is a this is a deep position on the inside. It is, and you need depth. I mean, it's just kind of like the interior of the offensive line with Powers and Ford and Alvarez and Wren and all those guys playing those three positions on the interior. We've got the same thing here at the nose guard with Romar and Overton. Romar's been fantastic. He's everything you want in a college football player. He plays with great technique, great attitude. He's a leader out there, does all the right things on and off the field. So just a great close to his his uh, campaign here at Oklahoma. He needs a big year. And then uh, Q Overton, we've seen flashes from him oh. where he can be a big-time player, just needs to be a little more consistent. Marquise Overton, great balance. Glad to see him healthy this year. To that Jack position, Abanaya Okoronkwo. Obo, make it easy so that way we don't uh, butcher his name. But, uh, but you talk about a guy that really progressed. Last year was his first opportunity to see playing time, and he and continued to develop his repertoire. Obo has it all. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He's got the speed. I think he's developed his pass rush game. He's got a lot more in, in his bag of tricks coming off the edge. Here's the one thing you got to watch with Obo. He has a tendency maybe to peek inside a little bit, to maybe get off his responsibility. And you want guys to do that because right. that's how you make plays, right? Whenever right. You, you maybe step inside and go, go attack a little bit differently. But he's got to be smart. He's, he's got to contain things and, and know when to take an inside move. Mark Jackson, uh, the backup there. The other linebacker spot is Caleb Kelly. What an emergence the freshman had with Buzzy Bolton right behind him. But, uh, Ted, just real quick, this is a guy who the uh, – Limitless ceiling, right? Yeah, he's 6'3", 230 pounds. He's probably bigger than that right now. He's listed at 229 here on the depth chart. It wouldn't surprise me if he's 235 pounds. Uh, he's got everything. He's got speed. He's rangy. He can run sideline to sideline. The interesting thing for Caleb Kelly this year is what are you going to do with the bigger role? Last right. year as a freshman, it was super simple. Come in a blitz, right? Just go, go in there like your hair's on fire. Right. Now playing a lot more snaps, he's going to have a lot more responsibility. And he's got a freshman next to him, Caleb at the Sam linebacker spot. 
Kenneth Murray wins the battle. He'll start on opening afternoon against UTEP. A freshman at the middle linebacker spot. What a story, Ted. It's unbelievable. Um, 6'2", 240 pounds as a true freshman. He competes. He runs. He wants to play. He wants to get better. He's going to, in my opinion, I think he's got a good chance to be the next great backer at Oklahoma. And then the, I mean, he's got it all. The 918 product, John Michael Terry, has uh, battled, but he'll be his backup there. And, you know, you got to be ready. So you got a freshman and a redshirt freshman right there at the middle linebacker spot, uh, both around the same size, 6'2", 240. To that weak side linebacker spot, a guy that kind of gets forgotten and lost in the shuffle, Teddy Manuel Beal. He moved from the outside to the inside last year. That's a tough adjustment, but uh, again, a guy that really had a nice season. He did. He's fast. He's athletic. Makes a lot of plays there in the interior. He's a good tackle tackler. He, he knocks people back whenever he tackles them. That's what I like to see. Uh, runs his feet on contact. I like Beal a lot. The, my big question between Kelly, Murray, and Beal, there's a lot of youth out there. And I know Emmanuel Beal's a senior. But there's not a lot of experience in this in this defense, especially at the interior position for Bill. Uh, are they going to make a lot of mistakes? That's the right. one thing we have to wonder. Are we going to have to keep the defense maybe a little bit more simple than we want to? Are we going to be able to to you know lock it down? Because this defense is going to change week to week now. Whenever you start getting into game week and all your base principles kind of get thrown out the window window after training camp. So we'll see if these guys can make it through the season without a bunch of mistakes. To one of the corner positions, and this has been debated. Mike Stoops talked about it a little bit in post-practice yesterday. Parnell Motley gets the nod. Uh, the sophomore had an incredible camp. Uh, D.C. product, I think. We heard Baker on Monday talk about D.C. Island out there. And to have a little depth with Jordan Parker behind him, that's huge at one of the corner spots. It is. I mean, Motley's been fantastic. I mean, it, every practice, every time there is availability, you heard the coaches just raving about this guy. You heard the offensive players talking about Motley. I mean, he's got everything. Six foot, 175 pounds. He's young, but he can do it all. He can cover. He can run. He's got the deep ball. He understands the defense, so it's a good thing there. And, and to have an extra guy, you know, Parker, it was a good competition between those two guys at corner. And, you know, if, if, if you've got depth at corner, that's a big thing, especially in this conference. And you look at uh, Jordan Thomas. Boy, what a career that he's ended up having. Maybe thrust into action early in his career and has solidified himself as maybe one of the best corners in the Big 12, maybe maybe one of the best corners in the country right now. Couple of pups behind him and Trey Norwood and Trey Brown, true freshman. But when you got a guy like Jordan Thomas, Ted, that's uh, that's the way you want to build your defense with a shutdown corner. Yep, he's coming back for a big year. You know, he, he a lot of fanfare, a lot of accolades heading into last season. He didn't think he performed up to his potential, so he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder coming into this year. Safety, boy. Speaking of guys that have proven a lot throughout their career. Stephen Parker playing through the shoulder injury that he suffered last year in the first game of the season against Houston. Uh, All-conference caliber type of safety back there with Khalil Houghton as his backup. And again, just experience, you know, something that you have at that safety position. And Steve Parker, uh, Stephen Parker, the second, can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, Stephen Parker's fantastic. You know, he can come down and play the nickel if you need him to in a pinch. He can play uh, the back end at safety. He's a good tackler, can cover in the open field. He's got everything. You know, the, the question for me on this defense really is the safety position. And can they get it done back there? We've had problems, with, you know, in the past going over the top, the deep ball. So there's going to be a lot on the plate of the safeties this year. And a new starter at safety, but a familiar name at the uh, safety opposite of Stephen Parker is Will 
Johnson, the redshirt senior, didn't play in the latter part of the season last year, but is healthy, ready to go, has continued to develop. And he's got a putt behind him and Robert Barnes. And, you know, it's great to see Will Johnson back. But, man, a lot of buzz around the big Robert Barnes, 6'2", 196 there at that safety position. Yeah, Robert Barnes, you heard a lot of good stuff from him out of, out of camp. And, you know, Will Johnson, he's been he's been versatile for you. He's done a lot. of yeah, You've asked him to do a bunch of different things. He's come down and played the nickel at times. He's been a blitzer off the edge at times. Uh, he's been man-to-man -man in the slot. He's played the, the safety position there at the, the free safety spot, roam in the middle of the field. Will Johnson gives you, gives you a lot there. Robert Barnes, he may be a star in the making. Well, let's look at that overall defensive depth chart. You can find all of the names and all the positions. But as Ted said, we'll be keeping an eye on that secondary. And, boy, what a camp for Parnell Motley, D.C. Island, Piedmont. What a... What a performance as well in camp from Kenneth Murray to win that middle linebacker spot. And you have a star in the making in Caleb Kelly. Quickly want to touch on the specialist. Austin Seibert wins the kicking, punting, and kickoff duties yet again. Uh, you got Jeff Bedette and Mike Held-Jones that will be handling kick returns. And here you go. Your starter, that X receiver position, will be returning punts, C.D. Lamb. How about that, man? Not Impressive. only starting as a freshman, but returning punts. Too. Yeah, I'll tell you. And it says a lot for a coaching staff to trust a, a young guy, true freshman, to go back and return punts. There's a lot of things can go wrong on a punt return, so they got to really trust in his hands to put him back there. Seibert uh, will handle uh, kickoffs. Uh, Connor McGinnis will be your holder yet again this year, and Wesley Horky will be your long So that was something new. That was something really fun with Teddy to kind of get some perspective on the 2D as it was released on Wednesday afternoon. Let's hear from some of those guys on the 2-deep. We start with Sooner standout quarterback Baker Mayfield, who, as you might imagine, is pretty honored to be named a captain. Uh, it's a great honor, you know, knowing that it's the respect of your teammates. Um, they vote on it, and, and this year Coach Riley did it a little bit different. It, it, you, normally you have people vote for two offensive and two defensive, but it was just straight up four guys that you think could earn a team captain spot. So um, it's it was a great honor to, to have you, the respect of your teammates and, and just the support from them. How much do you study leadership? How much do you learn? How much do you try to really grasp more knowledge about what it takes to be a leader? Uh, a good amount, I'd say. I think that's something that's very important, especially for a guy that's in the position that I'm in. Um, and I think uh, Joe Siglione, our athletic director, has done a great job. He's, he's had, you know, we call it captain's table meetings to where we, we can learn a little bit more about leadership, and that's with all sports. So we've been able to challenge each other and, and learn about learn about that. Um, and so I think that's been important for me because to be in the position I'm in, um, you know, talent can take you so far, but at the same time getting the rest of your team ready to, to play on Saturdays is much more important. So I, I think that it's been a huge aspect of my game. All right, for you, what's the key in generating uh, continuity and generating timing and generating trust in this new crop of receivers what's important for you um consistency and being on the same page so knowing knowing what they you know what i expect out of them so they they have to know that and so just being able to execute it and so if they if they know what route they're supposed to run there might be a mess up here every once in a while but you know if they know what's right and what's wrong i think that's huge so being on the same page and then just getting consistent with that uh, i think that's the biggest thing because um having a good team chemistry and especially between quarterback and wide receivers can take you a lot a lot farther than just having two talented guys as far as everyone you know with with a new coach it probably changes the least for you because of the time you spent with coach riley the last couple of years right oh absolutely and so um you know uh it's it's great change for me. I'm 
there's barely any. But um, I think the defense is going to have a, you know the better side of things. They have Coach McNeil coming in to help out, um, and so they get a little bit of what Coach Riley had been used to. And then Coach Riley is obviously paying more attention to that side of the ball. So I'm so excited to see how they they react to all their coaching come Saturday. But um, just just happy what situation we're in right now. Yeah, and a final thought: that's a room now that's a little bit busier that quarterback room than it was the last couple of years. Pretty good depth behind you now, isn't there? Absolutely. I think we have the most talented quarterback room in the country. So I'd, I'd go to war for that one. Uh, but I think the competition level in our room is great, and which which is what you need. You have good competition in your position room. You, you have more challenges, which it pushes you more. So I think that's been great for me, and I think it's been great for the guys right behind me. From the offensive captain to the defensive captain, Obo Okronkwo. Obo is ready for another big season. Captain. Obo Okronkwo joins us. Obo, first and foremost, what did that mean to you to be voted captain? I mean, I meant everything. That was a great honor, you know, to be a captain at OU, a great program with great history like this. I'm just really grateful that I was voted by my peers. New look defensively, kind of, with a 4-3. What really changes for you? Um, I'm just getting to pa- rush the passer, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm doing less linebacker stuff, more defensive end stuff, so... But in the NFL, you see that with a lot of guys. Khalil Mack is a great example. Came in as an outside linebacker, develops more as a, as a defensive end. Do you watch those guys, or do you just kind of study yourself to see what might be different for you? Um, to be honest, I was just watching Khalil Mack, Vaughn Miller. Just wa- <laughs> I was just watching the cut-ups on our, you know, on our iPads just before I came in here. Uh, those guys, like that's that's what I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to emulate, trying to uh, play play like them. You know, so. How much have you seen for yourself uh, develop in your pass rush? Obviously, you've added to the repertoire. It can be a frustrating thing sometimes because nine out of ten times you might not, not get there, but the tenth time you do is, is a big difference maker. So how much have you developed as a pass rusher? How much of it has been a study thing for you? Um, at this point, mostly all of it now because, you know, after you've been doing something for so long, uh, you you got to, like, in order to get better, you have to, like, really learn the mental side of it. Uh, I, I took a. I'm not trying to like just beat people anymore. I'm trying to like I'm learning how to set people up and you know just di- different things like that. There's more to it than just like blowing past somebody, you know. With that in mind, that opposite side, you got the veteran in DJ Ward. But some of the youngsters started to catch your eye. Has Mark Jackson started to come along? Obviously Caleb Kelly. But what have you seen in that linebacker defensive end depth chart so far that's caught your eye, Obo? Yeah, towards uh, the middle to the end of camp, Mark Jackson. He turned that light came on for him. He. We we were we were terrorizing uh, uh, like we were like really being a terror off the edge together. I really like where where his pass rush has, has like grown and where where what has it has become because like he really he's really gonna be a nice compliment. You can help those guys obviously, and not just you know, looking at tape and helping them physically, but mentally too. Because it took you a while to get your opportunity, and when you did, look where we are now. How much can you help those guys like Mark that didn't get an opportunity mentally to help them out? Um, they just get this. They see that like it's a process, you know. Like you, not everybody just gets on campus and gets to play, you know. Like some some people need to develop a little bit. Sometimes it's just not your time, you know. I, I always tell them like. It's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, you know. So just, like, be patient and your time will come if you're doing all the right things. You know, one of the neat things we saw was Ruffin McNeil, that new contraption he has out there for the defensive lineman. Was that one of the more archaic things we've ever seen that he's got to push it around out there? And what's he been like on the practice field? That guy's full of life. <laughs> that guy's full of life. And, yeah, I, I like – I definitely like that sled. Well, I don't know what to call it, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely got the, uh, the inside guys playing really low, playing really physical, you know, coming out of their hips. I, I, I like it a lot. 
Uh, final thought, expectations sky high, as they always are here at Oklahoma. But how about for you personally? How do you feel physically, mentally heading into this season? I feel great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like like I said a couple of weeks ago, like like I said two weeks ago, if, it, if the game was that Saturday, I would have been ready to go. I've, I'm just itching to, to get out there. And you heard about Mark Andrews. Obviously, a lot of buzz about the freshman, Grant Calcaterra. But, wow, uh, what an offseason for one Mark Andrews, and he's ready to go in 2017. Uh, you know, just putting in the work uh, with Schmitty and um, getting faster, stronger, you know, just the typical things and um, getting around the guys and, and getting that team chemistry. And, and obviously a, a little bit of a different room for you now. Grant Calcaterra comes in. What do you think of the freshman? Really good. You know, stepped in, and he's done a lot of great things and um, doesn't really act like a freshman, doesn't play like a freshman. So it's really nice to have him and, you know, kind of mentor him a little bit. You know, one of the things that we have talked about quite a bit is the new facility. What's really changed for you? How different is that for you guys? Uh, you know, just going, you know, I remember my first year here when we had all, you know, this really nice facility, but, you know, this is even a step up from that. So um, it's just a blessing um, to be able to be in that and especially what we've been in before. Um, it, it's incredible and, and I'm, I'm truly thankful for it. Can you take us through how your confidence level has increased every year, Mark? You know, it just seems like you're getting more and more comfortable and more and more confident in your all around game. Yeah, just being in the system um, and, and learning the system, the different things in the system is, is helping out. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, being around Baker um, longer and longer helps out for that chemistry. And um, I do feel really comfortable, and I'm excited for this year. Overall, as far as the offense is concerned, we were talking with Baker about it. Not much changes uh, with Lincoln Riley being the head coach. What, what's different for you? Um, not too much. <laughs> you know, he's still a play calling, and all, all the offensive coaches are the same. And, um, you know, there's not much that changes. You know, just, just doing, my, doing my part and, and helping this team out. Do you reach a level of, all right, game day, you've worked so hard against each other, that excitement level to finally play someone else, is is that kind of a place where you guys are right now? Yeah, you know, camp's a long time, and and just going against the defense, you know, forever, it gets kind of repetitive. So um, for us to be able to go out there and and focus on someone else, it's going to be, you know, kind of, it's going to be a fun time, and and it's going to be new and and a change. So we're really excited to get after it and, and go against someone else. And then a final thought real quick before you let you run. Overall, offensively, a lot of new faces out there. But for you, do you like the role? Do you like where you are right now with this offense and with this team? I am. I love it. You know, I love I love playing receiver and, and tight end. And um, I think they do a great job of with the wise, um, um, you know, doing different things and being versatile. Big news, by the way, breaking for our Saturday opponent, UTEP, as their athletic director, Bob Stoll, who at one time was the head football coach at Missouri when Joe Castiglione was the athletic director at Mizzou. So kind of a crazy tie. But Bob Stoll announced that he is retiring after 18 seasons at the as the athletic director at UTEP. We had a chance earlier this week to catch up with MinorRush.com, UTEP beat writer Alex Nicholas, and kind of get some perspective on the Sooner opponent for Alex Saturday. Nicholas joins us. He runs the SB Nation site, MinorRush.com. The podcast is great. I've listened to it twice in preparing for uh, this matchup on Saturday. You know, you're thinking about a coach in Sean Coogler, Alex, who it seems the last couple of years people have tried to say, oh, yeah, it's time to move on. It's time to make a make a change. But yet it feels like he's got a fairly good grasp of what's going on and what needs to be done. Is is this a guy that starting on Saturday is going to be coaching for his job this year? Uh, you know, from, from someone that has, I, I don't want to say inside information, like I have <laughs> that type of information, but someone that really knows what's going on and, Inside the athletic department, I mean, he, he's he's going to be safe. I mean, on the outside looking in, in this new age of win now, uh, you know, what can you do for me now, college football, and even, you know, stretching a little bit to the NFL, 
you know, Sean Cougar, he, he's been allowed time. And here's the big kicker of why. When he took over, I mean, he had 14 uh, scholarship wide receivers, and he only had six, or excuse me, I think it was four scholarship defensive linemen. Oh. He's had to totally reboot, recalculate, re-everything in this program. And they went from 63 scholarships in 2014 when they went to a bowl to 70 to 80 last year and now to 85. The APR has grown. Uh, you know, the, the way that the program, you haven't seen any player arrest. You haven't seen any drama. You have very minimal defections, whether it be grades, whether it be transfers. So uh, kind of like I talked last night about uh, this with, with another Oklahoma, some Oklahoma folks, about how there's a 50-50 split where people love the fact that Kugler is graduating players. He's, he's recruiting the city of El Paso. He's able to fill scholarships. He's changing the culture, if you will, of UTEP football, but on the flip side, it is the 18 wins, the lack of offense, the lack of explosive offense that you need in college football nowadays. So, you know, it, it, there's definitely a mix, but his job is safe. He, When UTEP went to a bowl in 2014, he did get an extension to the 2020 season, and I don't think that's a, a buyout UTEP can afford to, to pay over the next couple of years. So in my opinion, I think his job is safe just because of the fact that he came into almost a, a, a basically a scholarship mess, almost an FCS-type program in terms of numbers and balance. So he's been able to stagger that. And now in year five, like you mentioned, it seems like all hands are on deck in terms of depth. Now it's just about going out there and turning that into production. As you laid out, you're there. You're, you're on the ground floor. I read a lot from websites like Football Scoop and others that basically lay out the guy from a personality perspective and from kind of just a – Dare I even use the firm, uh, the the term "fun," Alex? It seems like he's a pretty fun guy to cover and a well respected guy too. Yeah, you know he really is. You know he tells it like it is. He's not going to sugarcoat things. If you have a legitimate question, he's going to give you a legitimate answer. Yeah, uh, you know, just kind of like yesterday. You know, like his quote. I mean, I I kind of pulled that and, and promoted his quote where he says, "I'm not a fool." He recognizes they're 45 point underdogs. You know, he, he he's a guy that. Uh, you know, a five-overtime game last year in UTSA went on live TV and then said that, you know, he was kind of upset because the game went into his beer drinking time on the plane. So, you know, he is. He's a fun guy. You know, he's a guy that, you know, talking with people that have even know him back from his days as a player in the late 80s. I was born when he was an offensive lineman. You know, he's he's been that type of guy. He's he's a football guy. You know, he's he's a guy that that, that loves going to work. You know he he's he's really embodied that, and you can that that old saying where the team takes on the the mentality or the personality of their head coach. You've seen that over the past couple of years, and now you know, like he told me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, this is his guys. He recognizes everybody. He's recruited everybody. You know, the, the Mike Price guys are gone. I'm not saying those were bad guys or whatever it is, but you know, this team is Sean Coogler. You know, this program is Sean Coogler, and he is a joy to cover. Uh, you know, like I say, he just he doesn't sugarcoat nothing, and that's something. Uh, you know, in this day and age of coaches speak and hiding and hiding your hand and whatnot, it, that's not what Sean, that's not what Sean Coogler is, and he does make it pretty enjoyable to cover. Uh, Aaron Jones is off to Green Bay, so obviously there is a huge void to fill at the running back position. Is it going to be? A, I mean, I know obviously same thing for Oklahoma, but Alex, how do you see them using the running back uh, rotation? Who do you do you think it's going to be one guy? Or are they going to use several people? They'll use several people, but you'll see two guys uh, that'll probably get the bulk of the carries while the game is quote unquote close or early on in the game, and that's going to be. Uh, you know, a, definitely a nice little combination for UTEP to work for Conference USA play. You're going to have a 5-6 uh, lightning rod. Walter Don uh, came out of the Mesquite Poteet area up there in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Played a Swiss, a Swiss knife role last year as a kick returner, a slot receiver. Uh, UTEP really utilized him kind of in, in motion on the jet sweeps and, and really just trying to get his feet wet. And he had a big game against UTSA in that five-overtime game. 
had three touchdowns, five six, goes about 160, 170. He's kind of the guy that UTEP is looking to replace for that explosive runs that Aaron Jones would provide last year. He's definitely a home run hitter. Uh, you know, that's going to be a guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing how he can adjust, not only week one, but during Conference USA play. I think he has the skills to be able to break out in terms of his breakaway speed. And then the other guy you're going to see, it's the change of pace, the Thunder guy, 6'1", 250-pound Kevin Dove out of El Campo, uh, was a big-time, kind of a, kind of I say a big-time prospect out of South Texas, uh, a guy that was definitely under-recruited, had a huge senior year as a fullback, ran for 1,000 yards as a fullback in a, in a two-back offense. He's a guy that's really, really put in work, and you can see him kind of become that, power back that UTEP hasn't had in their power style offense. He's going to be a short down back, change of pace guy. And I think you'll see those two guys in there as the main guys. And you also see an El Paso in, in there, Josh Fields. He was a three-star guy. Uh, Sean Cougar said they're really going to be balanced. So I would expect those two, like I mentioned, Walter Don and Kevin Dove to get the bulk of the carries. And then as the game goes on, as it dictates, you'll definitely see UTEP carrying, you know, divvying up the carries. So I don't think you'll see anybody with more than maybe 12 to 14 carries but it is going to be interesting to see how these guys go against the speed of a Big 12 and, a, in my opinion, a playoff contending team. MinorRush.com, SB Nation site for the Utah Miners. Alex Nicholas is in the house giving us perspective on uh, the Sooners' opponent for Saturday. Only uh, two players out because of injury, so they've been relatively healthy. But it is a whole new world, at least for Ryan Metz, and playing a Power 5 opponent on the road. Is he ready? I think so. You know, the kid is just... Uh, you know, he, he he's just one of those kids that you just talk to and, and you just fall in love with all the way. You know, he's a great person, but he's mature. That's the big kicker for me, watching him grow as a quarterback. You know, two years ago, he was quick to scramble. He didn't have that clock in his head. He's had an offseason where he was a starter last year. He had some up and downs. His freshman year, like Sean Cougar said, probably shouldn't have been out there. Grew last year. And now this year, being able to, to, to see kind of life as a starter – and going to the Manning passing camp and watching him in camp and watching him develop his pocket presence, his ability to, to stay in the pocket, that clock in his head to allow his receivers to make plays, that's kind of the biggest growth that I've seen for Ryan Metz this year, this kind of offseason to see how he's grown just mentally. And I think, you know, he's, he's a leader. He's so respected in the locker room because of his charisma, because of his character. You know, this is the guy that I really, really feel can take that next step. Will it be this week one? Will it be week four? I really don't know. But it, like you mentioned, his first start at a Power 5 school, that's going to be a huge test to really see how far he's come along. And, you know, the big question for UTEP is the weapons around him. But as far as Mets, mentally, I think he's definitely ready for this. this is a guy that's he's, a, he's basically a fifth-year junior. I mean, his, when he signed on originally, his scholarship got passed up for a kid that Cougar recruited. So he's been through the ringer a little bit. If there's anybody that should have a chip on their shoulder, he won't say it out loud in the media or he won't you know, be kind of bragging about that. But there's a kid that has a chip on his shoulder. That's Ryan Metz, but he's that quiet leader. He's that fiery guy when he needs to be, and he's really respected. And I think that the confidence that his teammate has in him and the trust that he's built with his teammates, I think that's going to go a long way. And, and you know, seeing the first time of a guy that I've been in locker rooms before, that can go a long way for a quarterback. And maybe not show up week one against Oklahoma, but I think this season is a big season for Ryan Metz to prove that he can lead, a, lead and win in Conference USA. Where's the strength of this team, Alex? Looking at it right now, looking at it from – from what I've seen in fall, I think right now it's the defense. Uh, you know, you can kind of pick your poison in terms of when you're going minors on minors, and but the front seven really look improved, and, and not only due to production but with size. I mean, UTEP's going to line up with 
you know, 6'1", six, one, six, six, one or taller, 270 pounds or heavier defensive linemen that have really, really made strides in, in camp. Now, how that's going to translate, that's another story. But right now, I really like that front seven. You're mixing in also Alvin Jones at linebacker. Aaron Jones is his twin brother, a guy that's probably going to get some NFL looks. He's just a reckless He's just a reckless guy, one of those linebackers that you need to just go out there and bang heads. And you look at UTEP in the secondary, they're pretty experienced. Two of their starting corners have been starting uh, since their freshman year, and last year UTEP was top 50 against the pass, uh, and also too they're returning a 50-year senior in Devin Cocker, who's also could possibly be an NFL prospect with a uh, with a productive year out of Port Arthur, Texas. So the defense right now seems to be the clear strength. Uh, you know that's obviously going to be tested against a juggernaut offensively like Oklahoma, but I really like the strides. And not only that, but the depth UTEP was able to build the recruiting. UTEP recruiting, UTEP's never going to recruit with with pretty much. I mean anybody. I mean even in their conference, UTEP does the recruiting differently. But the way they're able to recruit pass rushers and they're able to to shore up linebackers after only having seven linebackers in the three four defense. Now you have eighteen capable linebackers. A couple of JUCO guys mixed in there, which UTEP has done a tremendous job under Sean Cougar recruiting JUCO and hitting on JUCO linebackers. I think right now you'll see defensively is defense, even though they're going to integrate a lot of new people, I still believe they're a couple of steps ahead of where the offense is right and, now. And then real quick to counter that, then where's your biggest question? Where's your biggest concern for this team? The passing game. I think yeah. that's, you know, who is going to step up in the passing game? you got six receivers that, that have kind of been around. You're also, you throw in a JUCO guy that's made some big plays and it's kind of that field stretcher UTEP hasn't had. The question mark is in the passing game and how much – of the load will Ryan Metz have without Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been a staple in this offense the past three or four years where UTEP hasn't had to rely on that. So now how consistent and how you know effective can UTEP's passing game can be along with their pass catches? Playmaking is, is, is something that we haven't seen at UTEP under Sean Cooler. And can that arrive? You know, that's going to be the big question, and that's where I think UTEP could struggle against Oklahoma. But my biggest question is how effective and how much improved can this passing game be under Ryan? We'll be on the air on the Sooner Radio Network with a 12.30 pregame, 2.30 kick. And don't forget, anywhere that you consume the Sooner Sports Podcast, you can also hear the OU Radio Network by uh, virtue of the TuneIn Radio app. Download the TuneIn Radio app, and you can listen to every single game, home and away, for absolutely free. It's Oklahoma and it's UTEP. Football is back. We've got complete coverage as well, too. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed at OU on the Air at Sooner Sports TV as Facebook Live. Facebook taking over. And we will be live in a locker room. We'll be live in the coach's office. We'll be live tailgating. I think we've even got a reply. I think Jessica Cootie is going live with the police escort to the stadium. That's all coming up this weekend, this Saturday morning. Can't wait. We'll be back Tuesday to recap it all right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, everyone have a great game day weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.